shit, yeah, with fucking back. Oh. Little hiatus. Whatever. Oh, it's fucking jam room. It's everyone's favorite. It's the favorite. How's it all going, folks? Yeah, it's been a little hot minute since uh, we last chatted. It's been a few weeks. I do apologize. I, I did tell you last episode that it'd be more regular, but fucking this time of year is just fucking ridiculous for me. Super busy. Catching up on work and stuff like that. But the good news is I'm fucking on summer holidays. Got a long time off uh, between now and fucking sometime in Feb or whenever I feel like going back to work. I don't know. We'll see. The summer is ahead, guys, and I'm fucking looking forward to it. Yeah, it's been ages. I do apologize, as I said, but uh, that's enough. That's enough. I don't need to grovel to people I don't know. Whatever. It's the Jam Room Podcast. Let's all have fun. I hope you've had a fucking great time out there. There's been plenty of shit going on in the music world. And uh, we'll get to it. We'll do some music reviews, maybe. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how we feel. We've got to catch up, though, because it has been way too long, guys. Let me have a little sip of beer. We'll get into things. What the hell's been going on since I last chatted to you guys? Oh, here's something. Fucking uh, became a hero, apparently. Saved someone's life. Let me get into it. Uh, so a couple of weeks back, pretty much just after the last episode of the podcast, they had a... um. A big fucking, like, overnight sort of uh, sailing race. You know, I do these silly sailing races and stuff like that. Uh, so the idea of this race uh, that we completed a few weeks back was uh, we raced down to Fremantle. That's where the finish line is. And then we chill, relax, fucking have a nice meal, get super, super drunk, it turns out. Uh, and then the next day, uh, we race back, back to Hillary's. Um, so, yeah, fun, fun couple of days it was yeah it was great but on the race on the way down there right excuse me whoa oh jesus christ that one came from the depths of hell um so we're racing down there and it's a fucking long race we're tacking into the wind so it takes us fucking way longer than it should to get to Fremantle, right we're talking four nearly five hours so we're about four hours into this race we're just outside of Fremantle. And we're doing all right. There's a couple of boats in front of us. They're, you know, they've inched their way ahead and all that sort of shit. But, you know, the waters around Fremantle are pretty busy. There's all this shit going on. So one of the things that was going on on that particular day was a kayak race. And a pretty big kayak race. I think there was like 25 grand up for grabs for the winner or some shit. So it's probably 50, 60, maybe 70 fucking kayakers in there. Stupid little tiny slender kayaks with a little floating outboard rig, you know, the ones that I'm talking about, whatever. So they're all doing like this race and we're kind of going around them or whatever. And so as we're going, um, start hearing this whistle coming from the water, uh, way away from the fucking big fucking herd of people doing this stupid kayak race, right? So the kayak race has its like race marshals that are on uh, little boats jetting around, sort of. Uh, I guess, refereeing the whole fucking thing or whatever. Uh, but they're not really paying attention to the fucking surroundings. So we hear this whistle going off. We're like, oh, what's going on there? Someone's fucking in a rough way. Someone will definitely help out. No one was helping out. No one was. 
After all the boats that were just in front of us, they just kept on sailing, kept on going by. We hear the whistle. Look over. You know, the swell's pretty fucking big or whatever. I see this colored lump, lump in the water. It's obviously a human. Uh, holding like their oar up in the air. Like, oh shit, fucking what's going on here? More whistles. And then actually hear the fucking cries f- for help, right? Hearing fucking help being yelled out in the middle of the water. Like, it's... It's sketchy. So, you know, I don't I didn't have the heart to just keep fucking sailing. I'm like, guys, we've got to fucking we've got to help this poor fucking person, right? Gotta do it. Gotta do it. It's just fucking how are you gonna fucking how are you gonna sleep at night fucking just continuing to sail on some stupid race when there's someone actually drowning out there in the water? So we depower our sails. It takes us ages, it's a big fucking boat, gotta get the sails down, turn the motor on, turn around, we get close. Do a couple of attempts throwing a fucking life buoy to this um this poor old woman that was stuck there in the water. And she was in a rough state. What it seemed to have happened was that somewhere along the race, she'd been smashed by a big wave and her kayak was destroyed. It's now wrecked up at the shore somewhere. And she's just holding on to this little pontoon floaty thing that's fucking snapped off from her boat. Uh, and she's taken on a lot of water. She's in, she's fucking, she's drowning out there. She's going to die out there, right? Um, exhausted, all that sort of shit. So we have to fucking rescue her. We get her back on the boat, trying to help her dry off. Do you want to fucking, do you want some water? Do you want a beer? Do you know, you fucking relax now. You're safe now. Fucking get on this boat, right? And, uh... Yeah, it turns out that um, no one was monitoring the safety. She was telling us like, oh yeah, the race marshals are fucking monitoring whatever channel, some radio channel, let's say channel 10. We fucking try to contact them. No one's monitoring it. No one's doing anything. Fucking the Marine Rescue, um, we contact them. They come over and they kind of just shrug like, oh yeah, cool. She's safe with you now. Fucking we'll go try and find the wreckage of her boat somewhere. Uh, But apart from that, yeah, you guys have got this. And it's just... Goes to fucking show you, man. If you were out kayaking with like fucking two or three other people, you'd all fucking watch each other, right? But you go out with 50, 60 people, no one gives a shit. It's always someone else's job to fucking uh, monitor the safety of everyone else. So yeah, we rescued this poor chick. I think her name was Leanne. And, you know, you felt a little bit good about it. You know, we fucking dropped her off at, a, at another little boat. And she had to go over to, so she was, you know, safe, taken care of, all that sort of shit. And that was the real fucking tragedy, really. Not that this old bitch nearly died, and we rescued her from the water, but that she never got a fucking chance to buy us a drink. I mean, come on. You rescue someone, you save their life, and all you get is a a, a thanks. I mean, it's all right. We feel good about ourselves. We would have done it regardless, but come on. What about a beer? Jesus Christ, we all deserved a beer after that one, and we had fucking several, put it that way. But anyway, yeah, we got through all that all whole ordeal and fucking just put the sails back up and joined the race again, and uh, didn't do too well, obviously, because it was a fucking half hour, 45 minutes of fucking around trying to rescue another human's life, but we did it! So sometimes greatness is just thrust upon people and our stupid crew of our boat ended up being real heroes that day. Yeah, oh, whatever. So that was a fucking interesting weekend. God, I drank so much that fucking night. It was ridiculous. So the race back was kind of sheepish. Let's just say that, right? We kind of just potted it along. (laughs) 
everyone's like nursing a fucking headache or whatever. I wasn't the only one that drank shitloads. We all did, so we're all a bit crusty the next fucking day. But it is what it is, guys. The fucking sale races are fun, and I really hope I don't have to fucking pull another nearly dead body out of the water in the future. So yeah, if you're a kayaker out there that's out of Fremantle that was in that race a couple of weeks ago, shame on you. Shame on you. Safety first, you assholes. You don't let people fucking die because you're in a silly fucking kayak race. I mean, is there any lamer form of water transport than a kayak? That's the lamest there is. Uh, God. It's like cyclists. Fucking, you know, grow the fuck up. Whatever. <laughs> that is what it is. What else has fucking happened? Oh, yeah. Speaking of music shit, because it is kind of a music podcast, I guess, even though I do indulge with a bit of sailing news every now and then. Um, I went and saw Jack Johnson. You know, I got my wife tickets uh, to go see Jack Johnson at Kings Park. So that was a Wednesday night a week ago. And, uh, yeah, so kind of expensive tickets. Fucking, And I had paid for that fucking... $150 cheese hamper or whatever. Now, I bought this fucking hamper thing because they said, no BYO, you can't bring food in or whatever. Turns out you could bring your own fucking food in. Didn't really know that. And not only could you bring your own food in, there was like 10 different fucking food trucks with way better food than a fucking cheese platter. I could have got fucking quesadilla or something, you know? But anyway, got this fucking cheese platter and it was, um, you know, about 120, 130 bucks worth. And when he opened it up, you know, they had the, uh, the decency to give us a couple of fun-sized Mars bars, some grapes, some cheese, some crackers. It's about 25 bucks worth of food inside this hamper. So it didn't feel ripped off at all, really. But um, onto, I mean, the music was fucking great, guys. Jack Johnson fucking crushed it. Like, if you like Jack Johnson for any reason, go see him live because the fucking show is amazing. Whoever he's got play, playing um playing keys for him fucking destroys. The guy sings well. He shreds. He fucking does solos on, like, accordions and fucking... He had a Melodian at one point. He was standing on top of the grand piano ripping a fucking Melodian solo at some point. It was epic. And Jack Johnson's charming as fuck and fucking pitch perfect. His voice is, just sounded exactly like the album. He didn't miss a fucking note. It was just, um, I mean, he's not belting it out. It's, it's, it's not Elton John you're seeing, but he crushed it. It was fucking amazing. It was, uh, yeah, it was tremendous. The wife had a great time. I had a great time. I smoked a couple of joints, fucking sat back on the grass and fucking watched this wicked show. God, it was cool. It was fucking amazing. At one point in the night, the fucking... This is probably the highlight of the night for my my wife. I was going to say Mrs. and then was going to say wife and nearly said Mife. Which would have been quite embarrassing, really, if I had done that. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so at some point of the night, fuck it, it's getting dark, you know. We've got this stupid cheese platter. I'm trying to dig around for certain bits and bobs in there. And I see this clump of, like, what looks like crumbly fucking blue cheese. I'm like, wicked, I'm going to get a chunk of that fucking blue cheese on a on a cracker here. I do that, I fucking eat it, I'm like, mm, this is the blandest cheese I've ever had in my life. So I lean over to the wife, I'm just like, hey, just a heads up, that crumbly fucking blue cheese, really bad, it's just fucking, doesn't taste like fucking anything. And then I look her in the face, and she's almost crying, laughing, like, she's losing her shit. 
She's watched me do this whole fucking operation trying to get this fucking crumbly blue cheese, knowing the whole time that I was not actually chopping into blue cheese. It was a piece of cauliflower. Why the fuck was there a piece of cauliflower in my fucking cheese platter? I don't know. But I still didn't even realize it was cauliflower. I thought it was shit cheese. And so she's just losing it laughing at the fact that I recommended not eating that cheese. It was actually fucking cauliflower. So fool me once. Shame on me. So next time I eat cauliflower, I'm going to, you know, fucking recognize that it is not indeed cheese. And whatever. Something like that. But anyway, she had a great time fucking laughing at my misfortunes. At one point, I banged my head on something. She giggled at that as well. So she had a great time just watching me fucking hurt myself and make an ass of myself. That's kind of the highlight of a wife's life, is <laughs> seeing their husband just <laughs> be stupid. I guess. I don't know. It's fun and games. Fucking whatever. Whatever. It's fucking summer holidays, guys. I've got so much fucking planned for this summer. I want to just get out on the water as much as I fucking can. Play as much music as I can. Just, yeah, I want to barbecue as much as I can. All this sort of stuff. It's going to be a fucking fun time, you know. I mean, that's not all that's happened between now and uh, the last time we chatted on this podcast. I did go down south with the family. Fucking whatever. Big fucking what they call a knees up in my family. It's like a British term. Have a classic knees up. I don't know what that means. Maybe you just get so drunk, you eventually fall over and your knees fly up in the air, something like that, whatever. But anyway, it's a, it's a music podcast and I don't want to fucking be waffling for ages doing a big catch-up fucking episode. You know, I like to keep these things a little bit short. No one likes fucking four-hour podcasts unless you're fucking Joe Rogan chatting to the liver king or something like that, whatever. So let's talk about some music news, because there's been a little bit going on. A little bit going on since last time we chatted. Uh, Kanye West is Hitler now. Kind of saw that coming, because, you know, it's fucking Kanye West, so anything goes. He could become fucking whatever the hell he wants. Um, so, yeah, he's come out praising Hitler and being a fucking weirdo and all that sort of shit. And, like, the main thing that I take away from this is... Why the hell does anyone give a shit what fucking Kanye West says? Like, listen to any of his interviews. He's not an intelligent person. He's an absolute fucking idiot. And he's obviously just, like, sort of inspired by something, so he's doubling down or whatever. Like, why are we taking it seriously? I watched him on Alex Jones. Now, if you haven't seen him on Alex Jones, you should definitely fucking watch those clips, because uh, it's fucking hilarious. Kanye West is there wearing a fucking gimp mask for some reason. He does some fucking gag about Netanyahu or whatever, fucking actually holding a net and a fucking Yoo-Hoo bottle. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck he was trying to do, but his attempt at comedy really proves everything you need to know about Kanye West. He's a fucking child. He has the intellect of a fucking 11, 12-year-old kid, right? That's what it seems like to me from watching this. But it was also fucking hilarious seeing him double down on this praising of Hitler fucking idea that he was going on with. Um, because you got to see Alex Jones be as uncomfortable as everybody in the world is when Alex Jones is being interviewed. You know, you see those old interviews, Alex Jones and Piers Morgan, and he starts fucking going off and just, just ruining it for himself. And you see the, all, everybody else is just cringing like fucking hell. That was happening. Alex Jones is like, eh, eh, what's going on here? What, uh, Jesus, oh, we don't really like Hitler. No, 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 Kanye West fucking actually does like Hitler. 
and actually does think the Nazis were pretty cool. Uh, you know, let's face it, they, they wore Hugo Boss. They did win the fashion war, i got to say, right? That's the only one they really won, but, you know. Anyway, Jesus Christ, check it out if you can. Kanye West is a fucking retard. He's an idiot. And, um, you know, I'd be happy to have him on this podcast if you guys want to reach out or whatever, but, you know, I don't know. You might reach out. <laughs> it's crazier things have happened. Fucking, you know, Kanye West praising Hitler. Who saw that really coming, eh? And then appearing with a gimp mask on Alex Jones. Eh, what a wild time to be alive in the music world, eh? Things are going fucking haywire all over the place, eh? But um, in the midst of all that, there was some fucking actual music news going on, some, some stuff more on that heavy metal bench that we like to go on a little bit here. Because, uh, you know, deep down, I'm a bit of a metalhead, as you know. And uh, Metallica released a new song. Did you guys check it out? It's called Lux Eterna. And it's one of those E's with like the half A sort of in front of it, like uh, Tool's album, Anima. And it always seems to me that when something's spelt with that weird A-E thing, it's pronounced one or the other. So I think you could have made a decision. It's either Anima or Enema. It's not a combination of the two. And this is Lux Eterna. It's not Aterna or, or whatever. I don't even know what the hell the point is. Guys, what I'm trying to say is if I could just use the English language. We have plenty of things to explore with the English language. You don't need to fucking, you know, trade out some of our tried and true letters for these fucking ambiguous letters that no one really knows what the fuck they mean. But anyway, Lux is not, I don't even know what the word Lux really means, to be honest. But whatever, it's a pretty shitty song. Do you guys check it out? I'm excited for a new Metallica album, because, you know, Metallica. They've done some bangers in the past, uh, but I don't know. This song just feels kind of stale to me feels kind of just stupid try-hardy kind of metal like i don't know i don't know i love metallica but i don't love this song i hope you guys uh check it out and and do whatever you need to with the fucking thing you know it is what it is guys jesus christ metallica back in the fucking recording studio so we should get a new album from them pretty soon i guess maybe before christmas maybe it'll be a nice little christmas treat for everybody hey um, but also, while that was going on, fucking Pantera returned to the stage. And if you've had your finger on any kind of metal pulse, you would have heard about it. Um, their set list was um, published, and a bunch of, um, I guess it was just fans fucking filming it with their phones or whatever. But there's a collection of, um, of the tracks out there for you to watch, and I recommend you do. Because Pantera are fucking back. Obviously, Dimebag didn't come back from the dead. Uh, likewise with Vinnie Paul. So they've got another drummer and they've got Zach Wilde filling in for guitar for Dimebag. And it is pretty obvious when you hear it that like no one can fucking do what Dimebag did. He was a fucking monster of a guitar player, right? If anyone could rip off Dimebag Daryl, you would think someone like a Zach Wilde could do it. Um, and he does-ish, but like you can tell it's not fucking Dimebag. You can absolutely tell. Just the... The tightness of it's just not quite there. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to trash on fucking Zach Wilde. He did an amazing job. But, like, Phil Alselmo sounded fucking cool as shit. Fucking singing. Rex was still there playing whatever the hell he plays bass. Um, enjoyed the shit out of it, guys. So Pantera fucking back. And I think, like, today. Today, actually. Is, like, the anniversary of, um, of Dimebag's death 18 years ago. So shout out, Dimebag. Everyone have a drink. Let's do it. Ah, he was an original, eh? Isn't that the fucking 
Isn't that the story that uh, Dimebag really wanted, like, one of Eddie Van Halen's guitars, that that yellow and black striped one? And um, Eddie Van Halen was going to get a replica of one, or, like, to give to Dimebag or whatever. But when Dimebag died, um, Eddie Van Halen put the the actual one, the original yellow and black Eddie Van Halen fucking guitar. Uh, I think it buried it buried it with Dimebag. And I think his comment was like, you know, Dimebag was such an original, only the original would do. So that, that guitar was buried. So if you're a grave robber out there, there's some fucking, some serious fucking rock memorabilia uh, buried out there and uh, wherever the fuck they buried Dimebag. I'm going to guess fucking Texas or something like that, but... You know, who the fuck knows? So yeah, check out those Pantera fucking clips, guys. They're sick. Pantera are back. And they do fucking play a shit hot set list. They, you know, they, they finish the set list off with fucking uh, the favorites you want to hear. You want to hear fucking Cowboys from Hell and Walk and Five Minutes Alone and all that sort of shit. The bangers, right? I mean, it's not their be- best songs, but they're the ones that fucking uh, made them the most money. So you got to give it up for that, hey, guys? Alrighty. I did say we'll do some music reviews, uh, but I don't really want to actually, because the only really album that I really checked out this week, because um, it only came out like a day or so ago, so it's fresh in my mind, uh, is a new album from the band Crosses. We did talk about the singles that were released in the last you know, couple of weeks, so it was hinting at a new album, and the album has come out. It's underwhelmingly short, uh, but it's still an album, an album from Crosses, uh, and it's called Permanent Radiant, and before I fully review it, I want to sort of... Well, I'll just give you my initial thoughts. I like it. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's whatever. But I do want to brew on this one a little bit longer, so we'll get into it. So I thought instead of doing music reviews, we would talk about this article that came out in Revolver magazine maybe a week or so ago, um, listing the five greatest metal drummers um, based on some sort of uh, fan survey or whatever. So, you know, metal fans fucking chimed in. And they've collected the results, so we've got the top five metal drummers of all time, according to Revolver Magazine, and I agree with some of them, not all of them, but let's go through them, and then I'm going to put together my own fucking list. Let's do that. That'll be a bit of fun, fucking metal drummers. Now, when they say metal, I don't know if they really stick to metal, because there's a, a bit of a blurring of things here, right? But um, but yeah, let's let's try and get into this a little bit. So... So what we have is a bit of a controversial start to the list. A guy by the name of Mario Duplantia. I think that's how you say it, but I'm probably wrong because I'm wrong with most pronunciations in my life. Uh, So Robert Duplantia from the band Gojira. Now, I'm not super versed in Gojira. Um, If like a trusted source of mine would have told me to check them out because of their drummer, I certainly would have, but no one has yet. So I will go down a bit of a rabbit hole if this guy's that good. But that was their, uh, I don't know. I don't know if these are in actual order or if it's just the top five in any old order or whatever. But anyway, we got this guy, Mario Duplantia from Gojira. Um, Coming in next was a guy named Bran Daler uh, from the band Mastodon. And again, I'm not super versed in Mastodon. I don't know. There's certain genres of metal that I just don't really click with. And like these more blacky metal sort of things. I don't know. I'm not a, not a huge fucking black metal fan, to be honest. Uh, and that shouldn't be controversial because black metal's kind of gay. 
uh, I don't know. There's just something about those synths. I mean, the only black metal I really kind of enjoyed was like when it's on the proggy side, like an Opeth, right? That could have been on the list. Martin Lopez from Opeth. He was pretty fucking awesome, right? Right? Yeah. Anyway, next on their list was Vinnie Paul from the Pantera Band. Uh, his name's not Vinnie Paul. It's something Abbott, right? They were the Abbott brothers or whatever. Um, but yeah, I agree with that one. Fucking hear a certain groove that was very iconic, right? Pantera's drums had the fucking, uh, you know, a signature sound, a puffy, but also clicky kick drum, right? The clicky puff, a clicky puff. That's how I would fucking describe the Pantera kick drum. And just that, that sort of birth of the genre of groove metal kind of came out of um, the perfect combination of Dimebag and fucking Vinnie Paul, right? So yes, that one's kind of cool. Not too bad. Um, next up, they had fucking Danny Carey uh, from Tour. And who the fuck's going to doubt that? But you might doubt Tool being a metal band. What do you guys reckon? Do you call Tool a metal band? Uh, I mean, they have heavy distorted guitars every now and then, but they're definitely like on the... If you said metal, it'd have to be prog metal. Um, but it's more prog rock because it's not metal. There's, there's certain other aspects of metal that they don't have. But they have all these other things. It's definitely in the prog-rocky sort of area. I reckon it's more prog um, than metal. But either way, you can't fucking ignore Danny Carey. And um, shout out Danny Carey right now, because I think he's due in court soon, because uh, he got arrested for assault a couple of weeks ago. I think. There is some footage going around. I think TMZ released some shit. Uh, so he got arrested at an airport for assault because he poked someone with two fingers, a two-finger poke. So a one-finger poke, probably not assault. But two-finger poke, especially from a man as big as Danny Carey, that counts as assault. Um, I don't know if that's the thing that counted as assault or the fact that he called the guy a fucking faggot. That's the quote. I know they started out, but I'll say it here live on the podcast. Danny Carey apparently poked someone in the chest and called them a fucking faggot. Um... And he got arrested for it. So you can see the footage of him getting arrested. It's, you know, it's quite charming. Danny Carey's such a nice man. So someone must have really fucking pushed him to his limits. I don't know him that well. But, you know, if Danny Carey's out there listening to this podcast, and I know he is, um, I would be happy to pay your fine. I think it's about a $15,000 fine that you're facing. I'll pay that fine for you if you come on this podcast and, and chat drums, chat tool, chat fucking... I don't want to talk about your fucking assault things or who you called a faggot. I don't really care about that. I think it's just a funny thing that had happened to you. You obviously got pissed off. But you heard it here first, guys. I will pay half of Danny Carey's fine um, if he comes on this podcast and chats to us, all right? So, Danny, if you're out there, that's the deal that's on the table. I'll contribute $100 towards your fine um, if you come on this podcast and chat to us, all right? Because I'm a fucking fan. And I'd love to talk to you. And it's definitely worth 50 bucks to me. All right? Um, so please, please reach out. Um, all my uh, contact details will be in the description below. Um, and uh, obviously voted one of the greatest uh, metal drummers of all time. I think you're more of a prog rock drummer. Yeah, right? Um, and then coming into the top or whatever, the last one they listed, um, according to Revolver Magazine and the fan survey, uh, was Dave Lombardo from Slayer. All right. They got that one wrong. Whatever. But uh, according to the article, I read the paragraph. It's just like, oh, we, we point you to a certain drum fill of a certain song. And that's the thing that made him that good. It's like, okay, cool. Anybody could do one good drum fucking fill here and there. But whatever. It is what it is. So I decided to put together my own list 
of my top drummers, and I kind of went metal-ish. I went metal, but metal, yeah, it's kind of more proggy, because let's face it, prog rock drums are fucking way better than metal drums any day of the week, any day of the week. That's just a, it's a stupid thing to try and compare them. Um, so obviously on my list was Danny Carey as well. I love the guy, love his drumming. No one sounds like Danny Carey. He's, he's got his own genre. You can hear a Danny Carey drum beat a fucking mile away. Um, so with all of these ones that I'm going to show you, I'll include a little bit of a, uh, an example, right? So here's an example. If you've never heard Danny Carey playing drums, here's an example of Danny Carey playing drums uh, from a song called The Grudge. master of the drums right yeah i think we can all agree i know that was a bit of a longer clip there but um we'll try and keep them a bit shorter for the next one so what i had coming up next is i included thomas hake uh from a sugar uh because fucking oath they're metal they're, they're definitely prog metal tool you could sort of argue is prog rock but jesus christ you can't say that my sugar anything other than metal right they're definitely prog metal and I know Thomas Hake just sort of a, sort of uh, kind of hints that he only ever plays in four four, but that's because of fucking polymeter shit, right? He might be playing in four four with his hands, but his feet's playing fucking his feet's his his feet are playing fucking whatever time signatures and fucking all sorts of crazy shit. So you might have a four four backbeat. That doesn't mean dick as far as the orchestration of the song goes really thomas hake is a fucking legend this old dude with gray hair and bare feet crushes it on the drums and here's a little bit of example of it if you've never heard fucking Meshuggah, jesus christ check it out Fantastic. So there's some heavy ones. We're going to still go uh, heavy because it's a heavy sort of prog metal because, you know, metal, prog, whatever. They're kind of in a very similar ballpark as far as I'm concerned. Next up is I fucking had Bard Colstad from Leprous. And I think this is a no-brainer. If anybody's fucking heard Leprous, you're like, this drummer is fucking by far one of the greatest drummers we've seen on the scene for a very long time. To me, it's like, you know how when, like, Tim Henson popped up on the fucking guitar scene, everyone just went, oh, holy shit. Oh, fucking hell. Now we have a new goat, right? Um, no pun intended with their song, goat. Um, but, yeah, fucking hell. This guy's crushing it on the guitar. Whatever. Fucking fine. Uh, I feel the same about Bard Colstad on the drums. 
As soon as I heard him and saw him play drums, I was like, shit, who the fuck is this guy? This guy is just like head and shoulders above anybody of his generation because he's a generation or two younger than your Thomas Hakes and your Danny Careys, right? But fucking Bard Colstad, Leprous. Here's an excerpt from a Leprous song. Uh, the sky is red, I believe, but fucking hell. What a killer fucking song. Next up on my list, obviously, Bard Colstad's... By the way, there's a bit of a weird theme going on here. Fucking uh, that song from Sugar, I think that was Simply Red. That song I just fucking said then was uh, The Sky is Red by Leprous. And later on, I've got another song for you with the name Red in the title. But uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. So next up on my list is fucking Gavin Harrison from Porcupine Tree. They're definitely prog rock. They're not really that metal, but they definitely go metal every now and then they have some metal-ish parts you know fucking um Ackerfelt from Opeth has appeared in a couple of their songs and you know uh, Steve Wilson had produced some of the greatest fucking Opeth albums of all time goes to Perdition uh so Gavin Harrison this guy's a fucking monster his style is insane his ability to control time signatures and make them feel fucking natural is amazing um this is what he sounds like when he plays. This is fucking sound of music. Hear the sound of music drifting in the aisles. Elevator Prozac stretching on for miles. Now that now that drum beat there that you just heard, like the reason why I find it fucking genius is because it's actually a 7-4 drum beat. 7-4, but he's evenly spaced his snare drums at what what one and three quarter beats apart or something like that so they there's four evenly placed snare drums over fucking seven um actual meter beats right so fucking it's a seven over four 
sort of um, polymetery thingy going on or whatever. Poly I don't like using polyrhythm or polymeter. They kind of mean the same thing to me. I don't really give a fuck. But God, Gavin Harrison is amazing. His little fucking fills are fucking sick. Yeah, if you ever get a chance to see Porcupine Tree, don't worry about seeing Porcupine Tree. Just go to see Gavin Harrison, He's, you know, because I have my issues with Steve Wilson. Yeah, he's a little bit shit. I don't know. Yeah, he kind of bugs me every now and then. I don't really know what's going on with that guy. Don't love, the, don't love his voice either. But whatever. It's my podcast. I can have my opinions, right, guys? And you can disagree with him. And please do disagree with him and fucking send me all your hate mail. I'll be happy to read it, guys. Again, all my contact info will be in the description of this podcast. Use it if you like. Use it to abuse me. It'll be fine. Now, last on my list, I chucked this one in kind of because obviously there's this new Crosses album out, right? And I could definitely throw um, Deftones in because I love, I love fucking Abe Cunningham's drumming. It's fucking tremendous. Don't know if I put it up there, but there's a fucking unsung hero in the sort of Chino Marino uh, side project landscape, right? Crosses, they're doing new stuff, whatever. Their drums aren't fantastic. They're very electronica. It's kind of in that weird sort of zone. But somewhere in between Deftones and Crosses was a little band called Team Sleep that only released one album. And the album, I, I know this drummer doesn't drum for them live and he's not part of the band anymore, but he was on the album. He wrote these drums. His name is Zach Hill. And... I reckon it's one of the most underrated drumming performances ever is on this fucking debut album from Team Sleep. So I've got Zach Hill closing out my top five. These are in no particular order, by the way. I'm not saying fucking Zach Hill's fucking better than Danny Carey. That's stupid. I wouldn't fucking put these against each other in any kind of like meaningful ranking way. I would never do that because they're all fucking unique in their own part. But like, there's not many drummers out there that can hold a whole song together just with a fucking amazing groove. Like, no, no singing required, no fucking interesting riffs or key changes or harmony, nothing. Just a drum beat. And that's what this is. This song is called fucking Paris Arm. Uh, check it out. might seem like simple drumming but god it's got a narrative to it and it just holds it together and so much so that i'm going to show you a whole song at the end of this podcast um back on that red theme i'm going to close this podcast out with a song called fucking your skull is red by team sleep um and again this drummer is just it's it's his creativity that really pulls it in for me like who the fuck would write grooves like this and play drums like this it just it's so atypical to me and so that's it guys we got through a podcast i'm back i'm on holidays so you're going to be hearing a lot more from me we got some fucking actual music reviews and stuff to get into uh, next episode it won't be that far away i say that a lot but i really mean it this time i really mean it this time so please have yourself a fucking great summer it's starting to heat up 
get out there. Have some fucking fun, guys. The festive season is upon us. We'll have a few episodes before Christmas and, we, you know, we might do a bit of a Christmas extravaganza. Whatever that means. Probably means absolutely nothing, guys. Anyway, you're about to hear uh, Team Sleep. This, uh, your skull is red. Take care now. Bye-bye then. <laughs>